The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Customer Engagement Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to take a deep dive into the ways you can appropriately engage with your most valuable assets, your customer relationships. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses the tactics you can implement to build stronger and longer lasting relationships with your customers. With us today is Tink Taylor, who's the founder and president at Dot Digital, which is the global leader in customer engagement technology. Dot Digital's platform seamlessly integrates your e-commerce, CRM, and business intelligence data to give you a powerful marketing tool that sends the right message at the right time across your email, SMS, social, mobile, web, and retargeting channels. So far this week, we've discussed personalization and how you can use data and insights to create more relevant customer experiences. And today we're going to talk about omni-channel engagement and balancing your communication across email, SMS, mobile, web, and chat. Here's the second installment of Customer Engagement Week with Tink Taylor from Dot Digital. Tink, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Hi, how you doing? Great to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked a lot about customer engagement and how there's changes in the way that brands have personalized their message. We have access to more and more data, and we're able to understand not only who our customers are, what activities they've been taking with our web properties, but also being able to match them against other customers that are similar. When you have a good sense of who your customer is, what I'm curious to know from you is how do you think about balancing the various channels of communication? There's email, SMS, mobile, web, chat. You can use direct mail, offline channels, television, OTT. They're almost endless ways to get in touch with your customers today. You're working with communicating with customers across the globe, across multiple brands. What's the rule of thumb for finding the balance for what channel and what's the right place and right time? It's always going to be slightly different for everyone. And I think it's really understanding your audience and what you're actually communicating to them. Now, one of the challenges here, there are so many channels that you can be communicating on, is really listening to the audience and understanding how they want to interact with you. I think we said, yes, in the world of marketing, it always used to be push, but now it's actually much more driven by the clients or the recipients. Um, I think each channel, um, we've seen challenges in sort of recent times where 
within a company, someone might be responsible for social, someone else is responsible for email, someone else is responsible for SMS. And maybe they're all KPI'd in individual success in those channels. And they're not really leveraging the opportunity here, which is understanding how each one of those channels complements each other. I think the key thing is taking any data that you can understand about the conversations that are happening in one area and then exploiting them in the other channels further down the line where they can be more effective. So a lot of these channels have historically been quite ring-fenced. So for me, it's really about integrating them. Then sort of putting yourself in the recipient's shoes and saying, would I like to receive this type of communication via a particular channel? People very much view things like SMS. It's quite personal. So to send loads of marketing messages via SMS could feel intrusive unless it adds significant value to that individual's life. However, transactional messages, you know, calendar appointments, reminders for meetings or sales and things like that are highly valuable. And the response rates and the opening times for SMS is electric, it's almost instant. To be careful not to abuse it, but also to be conscious when you're sort of sitting in the recipient's shoes of how would I perceive this message? Because you probably wouldn't be too far off the mark in terms of how you felt about that type of communication. So yeah, I think in summary, integrate each channel, complement each channel. So you exploit the benefits of each one to your benefit and then really understand what content is suitable for each one of those channels. I think you brought up a really good point, which is understanding the purpose of each channel. Email is something that is delivered and can be consumed on the customer's timeline, right? Something that needs immediate response. You probably, you know, you might send the email, but you're not expecting immediate response from an email as opposed to a push notification or an SMS is something that's vibrating in your user's pocket. It's going to get their attention, but it can be very disruptive and very off-putting. Talk to me about how you think of the appropriate use of the various channels. When is it right to send email versus SMS and where does social messaging come in as well? You make a very good point there. A lot of these channels have been very popular in terms of our daily lives. Maybe I'm part of the WhatsApp group. I use SMSs to send to our friends. So we're, we are used to the speed of response at the other end. So if we're now a business using those, you have to have people that can handle a response quickly. So if you send something out and someone comes back to you, you need to be ready for that. So you have to really understand what you are sending and the type of response you want to make sure you're prepared. So the expectation is almost instant because that's what we're used to in our personal lives. In terms of what channels are good for various things, we've talked about SMS there, you know, it's fantastic for real-time critical stuff. You can use that and maybe uh, web push for, you know, geolocation stuff as well. So if you know a certain area or a lot of people, a lot of our clients use weather feeds, so they might send some dynamically created content based on the location that they are and the weather that's occurring. That works well. I think something I've seen quite nicely recently, Facebook Messenger, it's very easy to let someone on your site to sort of say, yes, send me messages via Facebook Messenger, or maybe at the end of your checkout, say, I want the order confirmation to also be sent to my Facebook Messenger. And that's opened an interesting dialogue with the end recipients. If you've just bought something, you've just sent your order confirmation out via Facebook Messenger. You've now opened a two-way dialogue, whereas historically, maybe sent that via SMS or email, you didn't as such. And that's where you can quickly check and validate your order. Did I order the right shoes? Are they in the right size, the right color? Perhaps I should have bought two of those. 
it's an easy opportunity for the recipient just to check and quickly ask a question. And it's very easy in terms of increasing your average order size by just engaging in that dialogue there. So that works for some brands, you know, there may be the cooler fashion brands with the age demographic that is suitable for Facebook. And maybe that doesn't work so well for B2B and what have you. But I'd always explore and test and you know, sort of go to your audience and ask them their preferences or go and do some analysis about where your inbound queries are coming from. That's normally a pretty good indication if you've got a lot of stuff coming in, say, through Twitter, for example, then that maybe have a high relevancy. What is your strategy of responding to those tweets? Where do you direct them as part of that direction? Are you asking them to opt in to maybe Facebook Messenger or giving you their email address, et cetera, et cetera? Are you exploiting that opportunity? It's interesting. I, you know, I think of Facebook Messenger being more of a chatbot experience where if I'm engaging on a social media platform and I want to have a dialogue with the brand in real time to ask questions, then I'm thinking about engaging with Facebook. Same way that I would with any of the various chat tools, uh, Drift and all the other tools that are available. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Have you seen people adopting Facebook Messenger as a replacement for email, as a replacement for SMS? Not as a replacement, it augments. I think from a customer experience, if a customer has confidence, they're really happy. So we will send an order confirmation via email as well as a double confirmation of that via Facebook Messenger. So it's never quite a replacement of, but it's an additional augmentation, maybe additional channel to open up that two-way dialogue over sort of what the people are used to. So I think as time goes on, obviously Facebook has announced they're going to merge their messaging platform for Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp into one at some stage. And if we put ourselves in the recipient shoes, but now in Asia, everything is about WeChat over there. 
it's not email first at all. It's WeChat and it's a chat messaging service that has so much features and functionalities. You can go and buy stuff in there. So I think that's where we're going to be taken and maybe how we view our messaging and or the messaging services we have at the moment is no doubt going to change. And I think it's going to shift towards what we see that's going on in Asia. It's funny. I'm going to go back in the Wayback Machine, but early on in my career, I worked at eBay and I was responsible for the portal integration. So I was managing the relationship with Yahoo and Google and a handful of other companies in terms of how we integrate into some of their kind of main pages and assets, some of the fixed placements. And that included all of the messenger and chat bots. This was over 10 years ago at this point. And at somewhere along the line, eBay bought Skype and didn't really have an idea of how they were going to integrate the two platforms together. It just seemed like it was a platform that was worth an investment to the leadership. And they brought the Skype team in and said, okay, how are we going to figure out how to make this relevant for e-commerce? And as the person that was responsible for some of the portal and messenger relationships, I was brought into those conversations and asked to give a strategy assessment. And what I said eBay should do with the Skype asset was build out commercial contacts so you can have a relationship with a brand and be able to chat and then drag products and services into the messenger to share them with friends. And obviously the technology would have been a major investment back then, but now it's funny to see that a lot of that technology is actually happening. You're able to use these social networking platforms to not only share products and services, obviously they're advertising platforms as well, but you're able to communicate directly with the brands. Talk to me about when you have the ability to message with a brand and there's you know push notifications through mobile, email, SMS. How do you avoid overwhelming a customer when there's so many ways that you can reach out to your customers? How do you not just beat them over the head with the messaging? That's a good question. I'll slightly tweak it. And if I look purely initially just as email, I think when we put our marketing hat on, we're terrified of bombarding people. But the reality is, we just assume, we don't really test that. And I've challenged people over the past, and there's a number of us in the industry that will say, send more. And people go, oh, you can feel the sharp intake of breath. But you know, say something as simple as email or SMS and what have you, the consumer is in control. You can test their tolerance. I think if you send more, what you always see over time is if you stop looking at percentage and look at numbers in aggregate, you will see more opens, you will see more clicks, you will see more visits to your website, you will see more ultimately sales and what have you. So keep sending and pushing those numbers up and also monitor your unsubscribe. And you'll find that those numbers will go up and up and up the more that you send because you just have more touch points and opportunities to create sales. If you then see a small spike in your unsubscribe, you then pull it back slightly. You've tested the cadence, you know your audience, how much that they will tolerate in terms of sending. But I think everyone starts from kind of where your question was, is like, ooh, are we sending too much? Everyone is of an expert on marketing and messaging because they carry a phone around and it's buzzing all the time, they're getting emails. But actually look at the science part of it and go out and test it. And it's a really easy thing to do, to test the tolerance. And very, very few people do that, but the successful marketers are the ones that figure that out and will be testing them that in exactly every single channel. And the consumer is in control. If you have bombarded them, then they will let you know. 
you need to understand that it might just not be the cadence. Why did they unsubscribe? Is it because you were not offering tailored, hyper-personalized, relevant communications? It might have been the content that was a challenge. And then obviously in the omnichannel world, you need to look at the blend, as I say, the type of content and the channels that you're using. And I think there's some common sense there that would apply to, well, this type of content lives in this channel, whereas it doesn't elsewhere. See, I'm a big advocate of spreading the messaging around. There's an appropriate use case for email and SMS, and I agree in some extent, and I disagree in some extent to the send more philosophy. I think that you can segment your user base and test what level and what amount of messaging you can to understand what drives unsubscribe rates. And a lot of the time, it isn't the message volume. It is the fact that the message is irrelevant. You don't want to send more crap. What you want to do is send more personalized, relevant messages that add value to somebody that wants them. So like, yeah, if you can create more valuable messages, fire away. But if you're not adding incremental value, you're in trouble. You put the nail on the head for me there. When you encourage people to send more, the first thing they don't do is send everything to everyone all day, every day. The first thing they go to is like, well, I can't do that. To send more, I need to be smarter about my segmentation strategy, my automation strategy, and my content strategy. So they start delivering best practice in all those areas where they probably weren't doing it before, just ticking a box up, we need to get an SMS out this week, or we need to get an email out this week, bung something together and send it to everyone. When they're really focused on sending all the time, because there's always a trigger in the background for an automation to happen, and make something interesting, timely, and relevant. And when you start doing that, you actually force yourself to do all the good things. If you don't, we have a don't do something stupid rule. It would be crazy just to batching and blasting everything to your entire audience all the time. So it's sending more with intelligence. I think the other component to think about when you're considering omni-channel engagement strategies is that by spreading your communication out across multiple channels, you don't get the sense of overwhelming a customer as well. If you're sending 50 emails to someone, eventually they're going to say, I see X brand in my inbox all of the time, but you can send 10 SMSs, 10 emails, 10 push notifications, 10 Facebook messages, and it doesn't feel as overwhelming and it feels like the brand has a larger presence. So there is something to be said for more messaging spread across multiple different channels as long as that is appropriate to not only provide incremental value, get your message to the right person at the right place at the right time, but it also makes it feel like your brand has a much larger presence, which builds more credibility. Tink, any last words on tips for omni-channel engagement? Yeah, I think you touched on something there that I'm a fervent believer on. The fact you're using omni-channel as a brand, it does give you that feeling of a bigger presence as a business. You care more. You're more sophisticated maybe than your competitors. I think the thing that's really key when you're using omni-channel is that you also deliver real relevance and you're making sure that any conversations had in one channel, that information is carried over. There's nothing more infuriating. Maybe I'm having a live chat or I'm chatting on social. I want to buy a blue snowboard because I'm really into snowboards and my favorite color is blue. And then I get an email from that brand trying to sell me red skis. Um, they haven't leveraged the data points between the various conversations. If you do do that, that's where you get results. And in fact, something we recently deployed in our live chat, it's great. Everyone knows it's a bot behind it. Um, It can, when it gets to the point, you hand it over to a human, they resolve any issues or answer any questions about products or service. 
what happens then is the machine learning looks at all of those conversations, understands maybe the products or services that are being referenced, and then will automatically put you into segments and automations into the various different channels we have about those products. And then we'll also reference products and services that are similar or people who bought this also bought that. So we make sure that we're delivering relevance based on that conversation that you as an individual were having with us as a brand. I think at the end of the day, you know, we started this conversation off talking about personalization and providing relevant information, understanding who your customers are. When you think about omni-channel communication, you still need to carry that over, understand the context of the conversation, who the customer is. And now you have all of these vehicles to get a customer's attention in real time through SMS, to carry on a live conversation through some of the messenger platforms, and then to do something that's a little bit more passive, like your your retargeting or your email messaging. So as you think about your communication volume, it is not necessarily less messaging. You can actually increase your messaging to drive more value. It's just a question of providing more value with those messages. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Tink Taylor from Dot Digital for joining us. If you'd like more of Tink's tips for building an effective customer engagement strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss mobile prioritization and why engagement on the small screen makes the biggest impact. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Tink, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Tink Taylor, T-I-N-K-T-A-Y-L-O-R, or you can visit his company's website, which is .digital.com. Just one link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests, and you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter, which is a once a week blast, which gives you details about all of our episodes. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us a question by going to benjshap.com slash question, where you can give us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in our podcast feed, in addition to the rest of our conversation with Tim Taylor from Dot Digital. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.